Welcome to another edition of Dollars in Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, coming to you live like we do every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then this is your forum to discuss. I would love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from. And no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. Don't forget that area code, 757-627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our clients' interests ahead of our own in any business dealing. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. That's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area that we can achieve your measure of financial success, because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You got to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone. Give me a call, 627-7979, whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets the economy, insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, IRAs, Roth IRAs, mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance, and we are here to discuss tonight 627 7979. All right, tonight we're going to do a continuation of the last show, which was smart financial planning moves to make before year end. Last show went into some sort of granular detail and some specifics regarding um, money, uh, dollar amounts, um, uh, income limitations, uh, contribution limits, and that sort of thing. Uh, This show, we're going to talk a little bit more conceptually about some high level. Uh, items to con- contemplate before year-end and to set you up for success for 2024. So smart financial planning moves to make before year-end. But before we jump into that, as promised, got a caller on the line. We got Dean out in Virginia Beach. Good evening, Dean. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Hi. Great show. Um, love you guys. Um, I was wondering, I was going to inherit a little bit of money uh, from an estate, uh, and I was wondering, is that going to be taxed, uh, like, or can I put it in some way so it won't be taxed? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean, you're a resident of Virginia? Yeah. And where are you receiving the inheritance from? Who, the person who is giving you the, uh, the inheritance, what state are they, did they, were they deceased in? Florida. Florida. 
Okay, off the top of my head, I do not believe Florida has an estate tax, uh, which would be taxing the value of the estate at the time of death, death uh, or an inherited tax, which is when the, at the point you receive the money via the inheritance process. Uh, so uh, I'd have to double check that for sure, but I don't think that the inheritance is going to be taxed, at least not in Virginia as an inheritance. So it's most likely that you can depend upon whatever you're going to receive, you're going to receive the full amount uh, and you will not have to worry about tax implications. But I would do a double check on that because I'm going off the top of my head for Florida. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful show. Bye now. Okay. Thanks a lot for the uh, call, Dean. We appreciate it. Just like that. 627-7979. All right. Back to smart financial planning moves to make before year ends. So last last show, we talked about you know specifics like uh, what if you had unrealized investment losses in your in your portfolio? Are you subject to taking required minimum distributions? Um, do you, what to do if you expect your income to increase over the fo- uh, following year? What, where do you put your money now to get some tax savings? What if you think it's going to decrease like you're going to retirement? What to do from a savings standpoint there? Well, tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the concepts on what you should think about from a financial planning standpoint, what to do at year end, and then try to set yourself up for uh, 2024. So first off, the most obvious, review those financial goals. How'd you do this year? Did you save as much as you wanted to save? Did you pay down as much debt as you wanted to pay? Did you get your um, Did you get your benefits set up properly at work? Um, how about savings for your college, uh, for your kids' college or higher education? It's not just for college anymore, but saving for your kids' uh, education past high school. Have you taken action on any? Or how many of those goals that you set out to achieve? And if you didn't have specific goals, which from a professional perspective, I can say most people don't. They sort of have concepts and ideas in their head. I want to I retire one day, but I don't know when. I don't know how much I'm going to live on. Um, you know, that type of thing. I want to make sure my kids, uh, you know, I have enough money to make sure that they can go on to post-high school education. Uh, I might want a vacation house one day, but I don't know where, I don't know how big, that type of thing. So the, the general thoughts and concepts people tend to have from a financial uh, planning goal standpoint. But then there's certain motions that we're taking throughout the course of the year um, that, that lead in that general direction. So such as contributing to your company retirement plan. Um, one, of the, you know, one of the biggest impediments to people uh, having a secure retirement is simply getting started. The inertia of signing up for your company retirement plan, be it a 401k, 403b, TSP, what have you, um, going to human resources or filling out the form or going to the website and pressing the buttons and then committing to 100 bucks a paycheck or whatever and, and then realizing, gee, I'm not going to have 100 bucks a paycheck. What's that going to feel like? But taking that first step, that actionable first step is often the hardest. And so if nothing else, um, hopefully you have uh, an idea of what you're trying to accomplish and you know that one day you're going to need more money to do that. So you're taking actionable steps to move generally towards your financial goals. Um, same goes true if you have a fair amount of debt, like just getting that first credit card bill paid off 
and maybe you got a couple. Getting one paid off is it's just so uh, empowering and validating because it's a tangible sign of success and progress in the right direction. So, so almost all financial goals require effort, motivation, direction. They don't. A lot of them don't require a lot of deep, detailed, sophisticated analysis. They do once the money becomes bigger. Believe me. Um, but when you're starting out, and maybe when you're even mid-career, you just got to do the basics, build the foundation, have that emergency fund of three to six months of savings uh, set aside in a bank account, safe, secure, and used truly uh, only for truly life's emergencies like you know car breakdowns, um, house repairs, um, unexpected large medical bills those type of things. That's what your emergency fund is for. And that keeps you out of the bad debt. So get that emergency fund, start contributing to your company sponsored retirement plan. Those are the basics and fundamentals. Stay out of the bad debt. And once you get a little bit of success in that direction, even if you don't know what your ultimate end goals are, you're going to have options, options down the road to start figuring out what those goals are and start dreaming bigger dreams of what you want your life to be and what you uh, what you want it to become over time as you get older, more mature, wiser, and wealthier with the money that you have saved up in your early years. So review those financial goals, even if it's informally, sit back, enjoy a, a glass of Christmas eggnog, and contemplate how you did this year. And if you didn't do as much as you want, then stick with the show. We'll give you some tips on try to set you up for success in 2024. I'm going to take a short break right now. Be back after these brief messages. Get those calls in 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zibna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at Wealthway Advisors. Dot com. All right, welcome back to the show. Talking about smart financial planning moves to make before year end. Before we get to our next caller on the line, I just want to finish up with Dean, who called earlier about uh, an inheritance he's getting from uh, someone who uh, passed away in Florida. Dean, I did a little quick Google search, and according to the Florida Department of Revenue, there is no estate 
tax in Florida. So the estate will not be taxed in Florida, and then you will receive the inheritance in Virginia, and there is no inheritance tax in Virginia, so no taxation on the estate or the transfer of the property to you in Virginia. All right, 627-7979. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines, give me a call. Right now, we're going to go out to Chesapeake, speak with Gerald. Good evening, Gerald. You're on Dollars and Common Sense. Good evening. Hey, Merry Christmas, and thank you for uh, taking my call. Hey, thanks. Merry Christmas, Gerald. Um, I just have a uh, quick question about a 401. I, I did I did a missions work for about 25 years, so I wasn't really putting into my 401. I didn't have one um, at the time. And so I've been working at this one place for a while, and I've got, you know, not, not that much in it, maybe 20 grand, 25 and I'm, I'm trying to figure out, at the year end, they're switching companies, um, the funds that the 401 that they use. Um, and another gentleman that I work with said that his he has a financial advisor or whatever, and that he's able to roll over everything that's in the company now into his own personal one and then start afresh with the new one that they're, do, that they're starting in January or whatever after that um, when they're switching it over is mm-hmm. that is that something that's real I mean mm-hmm. or do I have to stick with specific uh, where I work <laughs> yeah uh, good question Gerald uh, it is something that is real uh, except it is very plan dependent so in the uh, 401k world um, to the employee a lot of the plans look kind of the same. The only thing that's different is the investments that they get to choose from and maybe how much your employer matches. But there's a lot more uh, infrastructure that goes into constructing a 401k plan than just that. And most employees aren't typically aware of that, or they are made aware of it through human resources, but it's buried in technical legal ease. And so it's not usually relevant. But it is possible in some plans, if the plan was designed this way, and if the plan allows it to make what's called an in-service withdrawal. So while you are still employed at your present employer, um, sometimes there can be a triggering event that allows employees to roll the money out of the 401k plan into their own self-directed IRA. This is a non-taxable event if done properly. And then once you have the money in your own IRA, you are free to invest it however you choose, depending on where you open the IRA. But if you do it at, say, a major online brokerage like Fidelity or Schwab or Vanguard or Um, Pershing or somebody like that, then you have virtually the universe of investments to choose from, and you are no longer locked into the, say, 8 to 12 different investment options that are kind of typical in most plans. So it is possible, and it sounds like the company you work for or the organization you work for is allowing or their plan allows for the fact that it's going from one 401k provider to another, which is a rare but uh, occasional happenstance in the 401k world. Um, They're probably allowing employees the opportunity uh, to take their money out of the 401k plan, roll it into an IRA, uh, and then uh, direct it however they choose. Word of caution, 
I'm using the word rollover specifically. Rollover means directly send the money from the 401k plan into an IRA at, at a qualified custodian. You are not withdrawing the money. You are not typically not putting it into your own hands. Occasionally, they might have to send you a check that you then forward to the custodian, but that's a technical matter. So you, this is not a withdrawal from the plan. You are rolling it over to an IRA. Does that make uh, some sense, Joe? That makes a hundred percent sense. I really appreciate it. And the and the, the reason being is is and at this age, at fifty eight years old, hey, uh, I'm I want it to be actually I need it to be as, as aggressive as I can get while, while still being, you know, naturally at, at my age, they're telling you to slow everything down. Well, if I didn't have a whole lot, then I. You know, it's not you're not. I'm not dealing with a half a million dollars, that kind of thing. I mean, I would rather have it be a little more aggressive and try to. And so I, I, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for the call, Gerald. And yes, it is. Uh, it's certainly possible. Sometimes, uh, even when a company's not changing uh, 401k plan providers, uh, there's might be a triggering age. Uh, a lot of times, you see 59 and a half. 59 and a half. You know, why 59 and a half? Why not? That's what Congress came up with. 59 and a half is the age at which you can start making withdrawals out of your IRAs penalty-free. So that, uh, I guess that has kind of been um, aligned with some of the 401k options that uh, some plans provide. And we see in our practice sometimes uh, employees eligible to make a full in-service withdrawal as long as they've reached 59 and a half or older. And and so you still remain an employee of the company. You still have your 401k plan provider. You have the same options. You sort of clear out that 401k plan and start afresh with uh, your next paycheck. And whatever you're contributing to uh, the investments at that point, you know, then, um, then, then uh, you just start it again in the 401k plan, and all those assets come out into IRA, and then you're free to direct them how, they choose, how you choose. So, yes, quite possible. Uh, as long as your company allows it, and you got to check with HR typically to see if that's the case. All right, back to talking about uh, smart financial planning moves to make for year end. Along the same lines, thanks for the segue, Gerald. Maximize retirement contributions. We got, uh, you know, maybe one or two more paychecks left in the year. Have you reached the maximum contribution limits of your company sponsored retirement plan? Do you want to? Sometimes some employers will let you. You know, this is a little more sophisticated, but uh, contribute your entire paycheck into your company retirement plan, say into the 401k. Now you have to contact HR and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a hassle and HR won't let you. But uh, we find that sometimes in small and medium sized company, you could contribute the entirety of your after tax paycheck. What are you going to live on? Well, if you got uh, bank assets that are set aside, I don't know if this qualifies as a use of a good use of emergency funds, but let's say you've already got that covered, then you just live off the bank assets for a paycheck or two, and that allows you to cram a little bit more into your company-sponsored retirement plan before the end of the year, which lowers your overall uh, gross income and saves you money in taxes. So, so a potential option. Uh, takes a, f a little bit more administration, but uh, it is an option. Uh, so making sure that you can try to max out your 401k 
plan contributions, just let you know what are those numbers. Well, this year, it's for 2023, you can contribute up to 22500 Or if you're 50 years old this year or older, you can contribute another 7500 so a total of $30,000 for 2023. And then, little known fact for teachers and some hospital employees, those that have a 403B plan, they can do an additional catch-up on top of the 30000 if they're 50 or older. And they have 15, 15 or more years of service, they can contribute another 3000 so a total of $33,000 uh, into 401Ks, 403Bs, and 450. Those limits apply to 401K, 403B, and 457 plans. All right, we got more of this good stuff. Uh, year-end smart financial planning uh, moves to make before year-end. We're going to have more of this after the break. Stick around. Get those calls in. 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zibna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talks 790 WNIS. Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zibna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog boxes there, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you have some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, we got those too. Give us a call at the office, 456-2200. Want to remind everybody, our next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, December 26th. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m., get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen when you're ready. For those of you into social media, we are on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can search for Wealthway Financial Advisors, hit the like or follow button, and then usually once a week we put up an interesting and informative financial planning post to keep you uh, engaged in the financial planning process and hopefully motivated to achieve your long-term financial planning goals. All right, tonight we're talking about smart financial planning moves to make before the year end. If you want to talk about that or anything having to do with your personal financial situation, give me a call, studio line 627-7979. All right, for the break, I was giving you some ideas on how you could maximize the 401ks uh, before year end or the company-sponsored retirement plans. How about the IRAs? 
You know, you can have an IRA along with a company-sponsored retirement plan. There are some income limitations, though, on what you can contribute, uh, when you can contribute to uh, IRAs. So you have to be a little bit mindful of those. They're pretty high um, compared to the average salary, but just to give you an indication for um, Roth contributions, uh, if you're single, you have to make uh, modified adjusted gross income has to be $138,000 or below in this tax year. If you're married filing joint, then $218,000 or below. And as long as you make less than that, then you can make maximum contributions to a Roth IRA. How much can you make? How, what's the maximum contribution to the Roth IRAs? Well, this year, $6,500. Or if you are 50 years uh, old or older, you can contribute another $1,000 for a total of $7,500. Uh, for those of you who are covered by a work uh, a company-sponsored retirement plan, um, you can make deductible Raw, uh, deductible IRA contributions, or what we call traditional IRA contributions. There are also income limitations there. I won't go through them right now. We get a little too number heavy, and then when we kind of lose sight of the big picture. But just know, in addition to 401k contributions, you can also make uh, Roth or traditional IRA deductible IRA contributions if you qualify, if your income is below the uh, federal limits. So what else can we do? Um, before a year end. Well, we obviously got to make those charitable contributions. Any contribution donations uh, must be uh, made before December 31st to take advantage of the tax deduction and ensure that you get a tax receipt for any donation. Remember, and it must be a qualified organization, that's typically a 501c3, in order for you to write it off. So, um, has to be a formal, qualified, uh, charitable organization or to count as a potential deduction, get a receipt. Uh, also, I, I think, I'm a little gray on this, but I think you just have to write the check uh, before December 31st, before January 1st. It can happen on December 31st. I do not think it has to clear your account by December 31st for regular charitable donations. I will say if you make uh, charitable donations from directly from your IRA, a little bit different set of circumstances. But it, regardless, why chance it? Get those checks in the mail now or go to the website, do it online, happens in a couple days, put it on your credit card, boom, you got it. Get those charitable contributions in now before year end, okay? How about uh, using up your flexible savings account dollars, flexible spending account dollars. Those are those special medical accounts. Well, they've morphed into more than just medical accounts. You can use them for child care uh, and some other ancillary expenses as well. But flexible spending accounts are use or lose. So if you fund, uh, if you got funds in them, now's the time to spend them down. Uh, not, I don't see too many of these that much anymore because of the restrictions around it use or lose. Um, people tend to underfund them quite a bit, which makes sense because they don't want to overfund them and lose the money. Um, but there are tax considerations. You get tax benefits for contributions to the flexible spending account. If you got money in it, check it, spend it before the year is up. Okay. 
Um, something else like we'd like to do um, from a planning standpoint before the year is over from an investment standpoint, and I talked a little bit about this uh, last show, it's, it's tax loss harvesting, and it has to do with uh, investments and selling investments in a what we would call a regular taxable brokerage account account. So that's not your IRAs. It's not It's not your 401k. It's not your 403b or TSP, but regular taxable brokerage account. Um, and what you do if you want to tax loss harvest is if you have investments inside of that brokerage account, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs that are in a loss position, that they are worth less than what you paid for them, then you can sell them and that locks in the loss, and then you can use that loss at some point, either this tax year or some point in the future, to offset gains, uh, future gains. Uh, and you can also write off up to $3,000 of loss against ordinary income. And then, so you lock in that, you sell the investments, lock in the loss. Now, Ordinarily, we don't we don't like to let the tax tail wag the dog. While yes, this is a potential strategy, you want to get back into your investments as soon as possible, and you can't get back into the same investment that you just sold until 30 days, or else the whole tax loss gets negated. So you got to wait at least 31 days before you can buy the same investment or. What we do when we do this on occasion, uh, we find a very similar styled investment. We sell one day, usually buy the similarly styled investment the next day or the day after. And so there's only a day or two out of market because a lot can happen in 30 days from an investment standpoint. Look at what happened in November. If you're paying attention to your investment accounts, uh, S&P 500 and other ancillary indexes we're up almost 10% in in just one month of November. So if you do tax loss harvesting, be careful about it and make sure you get back into your investments uh, as soon as possible. All right. This oh, here's here's one of my favorite year-end things to do. And this this isn't really just year-end for 2023. This is something that you is gonna set you up for 2024 and beyond, really for the rest of of your working career, and that is to automate. Automate your savings. We do it with our company retirement plans, the 401ks, the 403bs, the TSP, right? Because we set it up through uh, human resources. It, it happens through payroll deduction. That is automated savings, sort of kind of like forced savings once you take that initial initiative. So you automate that savings. And once you start it, you get into the habit of it. You get used to the new spending level, the new disposable income that you have. You forget about it. You, it doesn't feel painful. You get used to it. And at the same time, you are regularly putting money away in investments for long-term purpose, and they slowly build over time. Well, you can do it with other types of um, vehicles as well. Set up a, Most everybody has direct deposit today, so it's just an offshoot of that. Take some of your direct deposit that goes into the bank. Well, first of all, if you can do it through your employer, some employers will allow that. They will allow you to have, say, a direct um, payroll deduction out of your paycheck to 
Vanguard to already buy a, a mutual fund that you have sitting up there or T. Rowe Price or some other major uh, or um, American funds, uh, major investment um, mutual fund companies. Some companies will let you do it through payroll deduction. But if yours doesn't, then set up through your bank, okay? From your bank, set up a $100 a month transfer to your Fidelity brokerage account. And once the money gets there, um, make sure that buy a, buy a, add it to your existing mutual fund holdings. But automate the process. The more you can automate your financial life, the more likely you, uh, you are to stick to a plan and, and ultimately get to long-term goals. So take the time to automate. It'll pay off in the long run. It'll help make your life simpler, easier. And the more s simple and easy you can arrange your finances, the better off you're going to be, the more likely you're going to save money long term, the less likely you are to stop or quit or deviate. All right, going to take a short break. Going to be right back after these messages. Got any calls out there? 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790. WNIS. And welcome, welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at WealthwayAdvisors.com. Or if you want to speak to a live human being, give us a call at the office, 456-2200. Our next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, December 26th at 6 p.m., but if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 6, get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen at your convenience. For those of you into social media, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Get that like or follow button, and once a week we'll dazzle you with a financial planning-oriented post. All right, tonight we're talking about smart financial planning moves to make before year-end. Tonight, we already talked about review your financial goals, see how far you have come this year, make any adjustments to set yourself up for next year, maximize those retirement contributions, whether it's your company-sponsored retirement plan, your TSP, your 403B, your 401k, or an IRA, Roth IRA. Make sure you try to uh, max fund those retirement contributions. That'll set, set you up for success long-term. Make those charitable contributions before the end of the year. Ideally, make sure that check clears your account before December 31st to make sure there is no doubt that you made the charitable contribution in this 
calendar year. Use up those flexible spending account dollars if you still got them. They're going to be gone if you don't use them by December 31st. All right, tax loss harvesting for those who of you who are a little bit more sophisticated in the ways of investing and in trading, um, you can maybe book some losses, write them off on your taxes either this year and or into future years, but make sure you get invested uh, quickly back into the market rebalance that portfolio if necessary. Use that opportunity to rebalance the portfolio if necessary. Um, But potential tax loss harvesting before year end. And then automate savings wherever you can. You do it with your your company retirement plan. You do it with the 401k. Do it in other aspects of your financial life. Automate your bills. Ah, yeah. I mean, if you're still doing paper bills and writing checks, boy, you're burning up a lot of time that you don't have to. Set it up to automatically come out of your checking account. Now, keep a hawk eye on that checking account, like daily or every other day, to make sure that you have enough money in there and that the charges that are coming through are justifiable and appropriate. But automate your bill paying. Why are you spending your time wasting wasting money writing checks, paying bills, sending them in the mail, going to the post office, getting stamps? Do all this electronically now. Make your life a lot easier. All right. All right. Here's one that no one's going to do, but I'm going to say it anyway. Create or adjust your budget. (laughs) Budget should evolve as your life does. And so whether you have a change in income or expenses, now's the time to make necessary adjustments. How'd you do on this year? Do you even know? Did you set a budget? No, you didn't. I know you didn't. But you could set one up for next year. You could try just a global budget, you know? The big stuff. How much you're going to start with savings. If you're going to do a budget, just do this. Just budget your savings. I am going to save $25,000 next year. Uh, Make it even. $2,000 a month. $24,000 a month, uh, a a year next year. It's $2,000 a month. I'm going to save that much. I'm going to spend the rest. Okay. That's a start of a budget. And at least, and all good financial planning budgets start with savings first. You do not save last. You will never save if you try to save what is left over because there will never be anything left over. You have to commit to savings first, and then you spend second. And if you just do that from a budgetary standpoint and you can stick to it, you will be successful over time. Your assets will grow over time. And by saving, I also I mean kind of like investing, you know, and that's not just parking in the bank account. Have that emergency fund. But after that, you got to go to long-term growth assets. And that means equities, stocks, investments, ETFs, mutual funds. So commit to a dollar amount that you're going to set aside to those long-range investments and try to stick to it. And then give yourself the permission to spend everything else, and that way you don't stress about everything. Now, are you saving enough? I don't know. That's where deep, detailed, analytical financial planning analysis comes into play, which is our specialty. But uh, getting started in that direction will set you up for success. So create or adjust your budget or just commit to a savings plan for next year, and that'll get you pointed in the right direction. All right, here's another one. Review your insurance coverage. Life changes, so does insurance. Review health, life, auto, home insurance policies, 
to make sure you're still getting the right type of coverage. And then, obviously, maybe make the time to shop. Shop around different uh, insurance companies, insurance plans, different insurance coverages. I will say that one of the uh, biggest mistakes we see uh, amongst our new clients when they're coming in to see us from an insurance standpoint, uh, if they have done a decent job of their financial planning to date, and typically most people by the time they, they come to us, they have, have ample uh, emergency fund reserves. And so if you have an ample emergency fund, you can afford to have higher deductibles on your insurance plans. That means your health plan. You can take a high deductible health plan. When it comes to your automobile, you can have a higher than traditional, what uh, the insurance company recommends, deductible there. Uh, your homeowners, you can bump that up to, instead of like $1,000, bump it up to $10,000. By doing that, yes, you accept the risk on the low end. So if uh, there is a claim, then you will pay more out of pocket for those first dollars, the low end of the claim, but you'll be protected on the high end. And so you, by, by accepting more risk that you can afford to take because you already have your ample emergency fund, that means that you can increase those deductibles, which, mean, which will cause your insurance premiums to be lower and or you shift the insurance coverage up higher. So you protect more on the high end against the catastrophic, which is much more economic to, economical to insure than insuring those first dollar type of losses. So uh, review your insurance coverages and review your deductibles. See if they can be raised. Here's another one I like. This doesn't have to be just at the year end, but since we're talking about it, check your credit report. Everyone should be checking their credit report at least once a year. Now's a good time as any. Go to annualcreditreport.com. That's annualcreditreport.com. You get free credit reports at annualcreditreport.com. There are a lot of imposters out there. That's why I'm saying annualcreditreport.com over and over. So you can get a um, copy of your credit report from the three major credit bureaus, uh, TransUnion, Experian, Experian, and Equifax at uh, annualcreditreport.com. Or if you want to be really engaged, you stagger a free credit report every uh, four months so that you're getting a one of those free credit reports every four months, and then hence just a new one uh, of that uh, from that company every year. So it's a way to keep really close eyes on your credit report, see what's out there on you, see if there's any mischief going on. All right. And then the last thing I'm going to bring up about smart financial planning moves to make before year end, rebalance that portfolio. If you haven't done it yet this year, now's a good time to take a look at it. Uh, if your allocation has gotten out of whack, now's the time to sell some of those winners and buy some of those underperformers. What? Sell the good ones? Buy low? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Sell high, buy low. Sell the ones that have been outperforming, probably US large cap, and buy some underperformers, probably international. And that will rebalance your portfolio. All the time we have for today, uh, we'll be back in two weeks and see you in the new year, January 2024. 
here we come. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS.